listen to this motherfucking random newspaper, man. You niggas tripping on ass at the lack of staying focused. My body floating to heaven, my soul has barely noticed. Chrome, I'm the realest nigga I've ever known. I'm in a new dimension, some shit where I'm on my own. Cause I'm the baddest show enough. Niggas be acting so tough. They be calling my bluff. Cause yeah, this life getting rough. I call out to my friends, some days they never pick up. I be blowing it up. This world I gotta construct. Cause I'm the baddest show enough. Niggas be acting so tough. They be calling my bluff. Yeah, this life getting rough. I call out to my friends, some days they never pick up I be blowing it up, this world I gotta construct You ever been in the gym and needed someone? People playing games, know this a game that ain't fun No luck, <laughs> no trust, yeah You niggas playing really got me fucked up Hey, these politicians corrupt, not only talk about Trump Sometimes you gotta get up, while others put up a front Switch up the flow, now I'm on fly, get in my DeLorean Niggas who know about the struggle, my target audience, yeah So many underdog stories, I see the glory in I just wanna die living happy, man, my memoriam Yeah Cause I just wanna die living happen in my memoriam It's busy the demon, these niggas see me, they fleeing My flow is just like a drug and they saying that I'm ODing Got hoes from different planets asking what dimension he in I kill the game so hard that they start to say I'm cheating Yeah they see me, I'm a star through the nebula I'm speeding Called the black hole cause she's always sucking up my semen Hit the whole track, then I kill it for no reason Issue paper, it's busy, yeah nigga this our season No, they hating cause they see it's all achieving We sticking to the game, so y'all better off leaving. Stepping on these necks, we not worrying about the creasing. Dropping corn on their domes, now we got them all fiending. All right, welcome back to the Savant Podcast, and this is episode 31, and we're back talking some football. You know, it's been a while, I believe it was week nine or two episodes ago that we last uh, talked about football, but we're back doing that, so we're going to do a little bit post the week 12 uh, discussion and kind of give some thoughts uh, heading into week 13. Uh, we're currently recording this on Monday, so there is still one more game left to go, the football team and the Seahawks, and that means that our fantasy matchup isn't decided yet, uh, and uh, Issue and I are actually facing off against each other, a little uh, Savant Brothers matchup, Clash of the Titans, if you should say. Uh, we'll get into that later in the episode, but uh, Issue, we're back talking football, but have you been uh, last week or so? I've been uh, good. I traveled. Actually, I left out of New York City to go to Richmond for the holidays and to uh, finish up some music and stuff that I've been working on. Uh, but it's, it's good to be back on the podcast and talk football because like so much has happened uh, since we last talked about it. And like I'm kind of excited to dive into this episode, so I can't wait. Yeah, and we'll get into the Thanksgiving uh, football games. But uh, did you have a good uh, Thanksgiving with your family? 
Yeah, I had a, I actually had a, a very good uh, Thanksgiving um, with my family. It's good to see my brothers and you know put in some time with them as I finish uh, my last year of high school. And it was a good uh, it was a good day on Thanksgiving to just you know uh, hit up a bunch of friends and check on them and ask how everybody was doing and uh, be be a good person and uh, look out for other people. So it was just fun to do that and spend time with the people I love. So it was like a a very fun heartwarming experience this holidays, and I'm looking forward uh, to Christmas to kind of repeat that. Awesome, man. Well, I'm happy to hear that. But let's get into our football savant power rankings post week 12. And like we said, there is one more matchup uh, left to play with the football team and the Seahawks, but they won't be on the top 10 list. (laughs) So we don't need to worry about them. But I'm going to start off with my list. So number one, I got the Packers here uh, coming off the dominant win against the Rams yesterday. Uh, Biggest difference for the Packers this year as you know, Aaron Rodgers you know, year after year, he's been talked as the most talented quarterback ever. You know, Stephen A. You know, calls him that bad man uh, in Green Bay. But you know, their defense this year looks like the real deal. And I think the last time their defense was this good was you know probably the year that they won. You know, having Clay Matthews, AJ Hawk. Shout out AJ Hawk on the Pat McAfee show. And Rodgers, though, still still MVP caliber this year. Definitely, I don't think he'll come away with the MVP based off the one game he missed and his offensive numbers aren't, you know, the same as last year, but yeah, some, I, I tweeted yesterday. Uh, I forgive Aaron Rodgers, you know, for the whole COVID thing, just cause every ball he throws is like the most beautiful ball. And that sec- their secondary, the Ram secondary could not stop pretty much anyone, you know, Devonte Adams, whether or not, you know, Jalen Ramsey was on him. You know, Lazard was getting open. Randall Cobb had a the touchdown catch. He did have that, you know, miscue on the punt return. Uh, but it didn't matter in the end. But yeah, got to have put the Packers here. Obviously, Aaron Jones missed the last few weeks. But A.J. Dillon, shout out A.J. Dillon. Because, you know, I have said he's not the greatest fantasy, you know, running back, you know, pickup wise. Because he doesn't get a lot of touchdowns. But he did get, you know, 16 points last night. May have gotten more. But have to say, I think I saw, you know, a few weeks ago before Derrick Henry went down, they're comparing and essentially him and A.J. Dillon and Derrick Henry are the same size and same weight. And some of those carries, he was just destroying uh, defenders. And I know we're not going to talk ball, but there was a funny meme of Isaiah Stewart, you know, last week when he was trying to fight LeBron, you know, getting pulled. And it was like every time A.J. Dillon has the ball. (laughs) So that was pretty funny. But yeah, shout out AJ Dillon. I take back definitely, you know, he's been picked up in our fantasy league and issue actually tried to trade for him uh, last week. We'll get into that uh, later. Yeah, so number two now, I have the Cardinals. So they, they do have the number one record in the league, but yeah, mo- mostly because, you know, the Packers did defeat them, although a close game. Uh, and it was the last time Kyler Murray played as he's missed, you know, the last few starts uh, with that injury. And, you know, Hopkins has missed some games, but. You know, they found ways to win games. You know, they beat the Seahawks. Uh, shout out Colt McCoy, former Texas uh, quarterback. Yeah, actually, I believe he was on the Giants for a fair amount, and he did come in when Eli was hurt, I remember back in the day. But, yeah, when Eli, like, with streak of, you know, consecutive starts was broken, uh, I believe. Yeah, their defense has been top-notch, even with losing J.J. Watt for the rest of the year. But just because, you know, being 9-2, and two, being that, you know, they didn't go on this losing streak with Kyler out. You know, they're still finding ways to win games. James Conner 
really coming to his own. Although he's not the best, you know, rush per attempt, he's getting a lot of touchdowns. I believe he's second in the league in touchdowns to Jonathan Taylor. Uh, but put the Cardinals number two, definitely could rise to number one before the end of the year if they go on a run here, as the Packers, you know, could potentially lose. Next, number three, I have the Bucks. Uh, so big comeback win for them over uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, you know, we'll get to the Colts later on as they are outside my top 10, but yeah, big comeback win. And I think the biggest difference, you know, right now is they got the running game going, you know, Leonard Fournette had four TDs yesterday. Yeah. Shout out Leonard Fournette, you know, probably one of the most fun highlights, you know, to watch for a college tape. The LSU highlights are crazy. I remember when he was a freshman, he was just, he looks exactly the same as he does now when he was a freshman at LSU. But the fact that they have, you know, the running game going, they got a good offensive line. They're able to protect Brady. You know, he's thrown for the most touchdowns so far this year, and he's second in yards, which is crazy to me, you know, with all those weapons we've talked about. But now they have the run game going. This is a very dangerous team. And, yeah, their defense did make some big plays to pick off Wentz. The Hail Mary was not, you know, a big play, but Winfield had a really good pick on Pittman. And Pittman this year has been, you know, one of the best – in terms of like having drops, you know, he's got one of the best. I think him and uh, McLaur- Terry McLaurin are probably the top two in the league right now. But yeah, shout out to the Bucks. Number four, uh, this might surprise some people, but I got the Patriots here. So as much as I don't want to put them here, Mac Jones, rookie of the year, 100%. I think we can all agree with that. You know, sign that, sign that right now and book it. But their defense has been the story. And I think if their defense wasn't at this level, we may see, you know, Mac Jones maybe make a few more mistakes that, you know, we haven't seen him make. But, you know, their defense has been pretty much leading the league in, you know, picks, turnovers this year. Uh, They're first in points. They're top five in, you know, overall stats for defense. But I think the biggest stat that surprised me was their fifth in uh, third down percentage. And for a rookie quarterback, that's pretty crazy. Uh, For me, you know, Mac Jones, we all knew coming in, he was going to be accurate. You know, they brought the weapons in, you know, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry. They've all been performing. Maybe you could say Jonu Smith, but he did make a few big catches on yesterday's game. And Kendrick Bourne, two TDs. Jacoby Myers, you know, a few weeks ago, getting his first TD of his career. I love seeing his whole, pretty much the whole team celebrating with him. That was really nice showing like what a good teammate he is uh, for this roster. And yeah, shout out Damian Harris, you know, hasn't been, you know, I didn't start him this week, but hasn't been the greatest fantasy matchup, but there was a tweet going around of him and uh, Mac Jones hanging out and partying and looked pretty funny because Mac Jones, yeah, Mac, Mac Jones does not look like an NFL quarterback, I have to say it without, without everything on. Uh, and then lastly, Matt Judon, who they brought over from the Ravens. He's third in sacks this year. Uh, so that defense, you know, they're getting the picks and then they're getting the sacks as well, which is huge. On to number five, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, crazy game last night. I don't know if you watched the issue, but I think it was like in the end of the first, second quarter, there was like three picks in six plays, like six plays, literally. And yeah, you know, Baker threw one, you know, Lamar threw two, you know, Baker got got sacked and, you know, fumbled the ball. It was just a really, you know, shitty first half. And then, you know, going to the second half, a little bit more exciting. But I think, you know, Baker hasn't been healthy, potentially maybe a healthy Baker. They beat the Ravens last night. 
But have to say the weapons for the Ravens are really showing up. Like Mark Andrews, that big, you know, one-handed catch after being, you know, taken down by the defender. And yeah, there were so many tweets of like Lamar like throwing the ball. It's like, fuck it. Mark Andrews is down there. <laughs> Cause like even the very next play when he threw the TD uh to Andrews, he threw it like pretty far away from Andrews, and Andrews like ran forward to come get it. Uh, even on the you know the big catch too, he ran forward while being taken down, which was crazy. Uh, and then the last few weeks, uh, Rashad Bateman has really come into his own since starting the year injured, and then coming into this team, I wouldn't say he's you know the number one uh, wide receiver. You know we still have Hollywood Brown, but Hollywood Brown has slowed down a little bit. Uh, so Rashad Bateman, uh, I believe he was you know third in uh, reception yards yesterday. But uh, I have to say yesterday the defense for the Ravens were was definitely the story, you know, holding the Browns to 10 points. Although with a unhealthy Baker Mayfield, you know, they still have Nick Chubb, they still have Kareem Hunt, you know, they still have some offensive weapons. Although there was one play where Jarvis Landry was, they were on like the 30 yard line and Jarvis Landry was under center. And yeah, he just got hit so hard and fumbled the ball. I don't know what, what like Stefanski, I think he's a good coach, but there was some questionable play calling definitely. But yeah, the Ravens defense seems to be back potentially as, you know, I drafted them in my fantasy and they've been, you know, pretty much outside the top 20 all year. But yeah, good showing for them against the Browns. And then number six, I have the Tennessee Titans. So, you know, back when we did week nine, they were definitely a lot higher just based off the amount of playoff teams they've beaten this year. Uh, but they've had a lot of injuries, you know, Antonio Brown's back on the IR, you know, obviously losing Derrick Henry for potentially the rest of the year. And then Julio Jones being injured as well. And then, you know, Tannehill was 11 for 21 versus the Patriots. Definitely wasn't, you know, surprising to me. You know, we've talked about how Ryan Tannehill isn't the preferred choice for a franchise quarterback in our eyes. But yeah, he's found ways to win games this year. And, but I I just don't think, you know, with all these injuries now, it's going to be pretty hard for them to compete. But uh, yeah, never say never uh, in the NFL this year. Uh, that should be the motto for sure. And then, so number seven, I have the Dallas Cowboys. You know, they lost to the Raiders on Thanksgiving, you know, having, you know, Amari Cooper out because of COVID, you know, CD Lamb out because of injury. And then Zeke's been kind of banged up, or banged up, I should say. And there's potential that they might hold him out for next game. Although he's had a great year. Uh, but yeah, even the defense seems to be slowing down a bit. You know, they lost the Broncos, uh, in that rough game, you know, a few weeks ago, you know, losing to the Raiders recently, but I still think, you know, those, you know, that first game against the Bucks, where they probably could have won that game. And then those big showings, you know, I don't know they did lose to the chiefs a few weeks ago as well. Uh, but I just think, you know, once they get all these guys back and healthy, uh, and their defense can, you know, hopefully return to form. Uh, I think they should be in good hands, uh, in the NFC. Uh, but now onto number eight. Uh, so the Kansas City Chiefs are back in my top 10. Much improvement from the offensive defense the last few weeks. Obviously, they beat the Cowboys 19-9. to uh, So that was, although the Cowboys have had some injuries, I think uh, it was a good, you know, statement for them to kind of get back into it as, you know, the Chargers have been, you know, kind of reeling. They've lost four of the last six. So the Chiefs are now pretty much in, you know, the lead for the division as we both kind of predicted that they would, although we weren't, you know, super confident. I think the one worry for me is Mahomes turnover issues as he does seem to throw, you know, the odd crazy ball still. And 
you know, I don't think teams are immune to that now. I think teams can figure that out. And, you know, the script is out there on how to beat these Chiefs and hold them to, you know, under 20 points. But now into number nine, I have the Bills. I would love to have the Bills a lot higher, but uh, that Jags loss a few weeks ago, that was actually, you know, when we did the week nine picks and we both picked the Bills to beat the Jags. And that was probably one of the worst games uh, to watch. Like, I mean, have to say probably the funniest thing, and I remember this, when Josh Allen, the defensive end, was drafted to the uh, the Jags you know, a few years ago, and I was like, damn, that's pretty funny. That'll be pretty funny when Josh Allen sacks QB Josh Allen, and what do you know? He sacks him. He picks him off. Man, that was just... Just a recipe for disaster. First time in NFL history, player with the same names have picked off each other or given a sack. So, uh, yeah, shout out to the Jags there. But, I mean, you know what? The Bills have rebounded. You know, the Thanksgiving blowout win over the Saints. Although with Trevor Simeon at the QB spot, the Saints do have a very solid, you know, offense. Kamara was out. But, yeah, I think the Bills, still my favorite for the AFC. You know, I think their toughest competition is going to be the Patriots, most likely, and the Chiefs. Uh, but we saw what happened with the Chiefs game, you know, not too long ago on uh, the Canadian Thanksgiving. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're still my favorite, and I believe they're still Issue's favorite. But now on to number 10, so I have the LA Rams. Uh, so they're on a three-game losing streak. Not too long ago, they were much higher on this list. But I have to say, you know, earlier in the year when, you know, they were kind of having that success and Matt Stafford was getting MVP talk, you know, both me and Issue talked about how we're not super confident with their team as you know, they've been in these close games with weaker teams. So, and it's kind of showing up now, you know, Matt Stafford throwing a pick six and, you know, back-to-back games, you know, them bringing Odell in and Von Miller. And I remember when, you know, they brought Von Miller over and everyone's like, oh my God, this could be so scary. Like they're going to win for sure. And it's like, yeah, you got to have chemistry with your team. It's not just going to be instant like that. And I think the biggest defeat for them so far this year was losing Robert Woods, you know, to that ACL injury and also for issues team, big loss as well. But because he's probably one of the best, you know, blocking wide receivers in the league. And, you know, he's really helped out Cooper Cup uh, this year, blocking for him and, you know, such and such. But and even blocking for the run game, too. He's been a great asset with that. And I've heard he's a great teammate. And, you know, just seeing everyone sad when he went down. But they brought in, you know, Odell the next game and Odell did have a 50-yard TD yesterday, although when they're being blown out by the Packers, it's going to take some time to get used to. And Odell is not, you know, a blocking wide receiver. So, and yeah, Daryl Henderson has hit a good game yesterday, but they're going to need to get that run game going quickly as, yeah, it could get really bad for them. I know they have the Jags next week, I believe, but never say never with the Jags as the Bills did lose. Uh, but that ends my top 10 for this football savant season power rankings uh, post week 12. Uh, but I'm going to pass it off to you, Issue. Who do you have for your top 10 teams in the NFL? At the number one spot, I, uh, similar to you, I put the the Green Bay Packers. Their their defense has like, been a surprise like in the past few weeks. And I think that their defense is winning them a lot of these games. And Aaron Rodgers actually looks very good. And I don't think that he'll win MVP either, but I think that he's among one of the top quarterbacks in the league at this point of the season compared to where we started off last season, where he thought when we, when he kind of had a bad game and like, we were like questioning his ability to to perform or whether he wanted to play. I think he's proven uh, me wrong that he can perform at a high level. And like the, the Packers are 
just doing what they're doing. And they're on a winning streak at the moment, so that's good. Uh, at the number two, uh, two spot, I had to put the New England Patriots because, like, they definitely surprised me. I've always believed in Mac Jones, but I wasn't as high on him as I was other players. Like, in my top four, like in week one, I didn't even have Mac Jones as uh, one of the top four uh, players to win Rookie of the Year uh, this season. But now I think he's definitely up there in the running for uh, Rookie of the Year, and I feel like he's developing very well. Doesn't have that much of a run game, but his pass accuracy is amazing, and, I, and I'm liking what I'm seeing for him. And the Patriots got to be happy with their pick. I had to move them up to the two spot because of the because of the win streak that they're on. Like it surprised me. I didn't think that they'd be here uh, at this point of the season. Number three for me, I had to put the Arizona uh, Cardinals. Yeah, they're still like one of the top teams in the league, even though they don't have Kyler Murray. I think he'll if he can come back uh, healthy, they'll do even better uh, come playoff time. But so far, I think that they've been able to just keep keeping on, like with the loss of their star QB, who was like putting up crazy numbers when he was uh, around. So the number four spot i put the the baltimore ravens they're like uh i believe like eight and three i'm not too sure uh they look uh good so far um lamar jackson's been amazing as well and it's uh good to see what they've been doing uh their defensive game is actually very good as well since the last time we really talked about them and i think that they've shown some improvements and i had to put them in top five uh number five i put the tampa bay buccaneers i did I, i believe i had them lower uh, last time we we spoke about it, but I think that their comeback win versus the Colts like made me believe in them. So I had to put them in the top five as well. They could be lower. Like I agree with you, they could be lower, but uh, I think that they'll be able to perform well, and I think they'll remain a top five team in these uh closing weeks of the NFL season come playoff time. Honestly, number six, I put the Dallas Cowboys. They did lose, and I actually wanted them to be higher. I wanted them to be top four team in the league. With my uh, rankings, I'm sorry. Yeah, they're just outside of the top five for me, but I think they'll, um, I think they'll do what they have to do to win some games, and I think uh, teams shouldn't sleep on them because uh, come playoff time, they're definitely going to perform. Uh, number seven, I put the the Buffalo Bills. Um, that game against the Jaguars is like insane, and I was actually ranting on Twitter about it because it's like for like for like since the start of the um the Savant season football podcast episodes like I've just been high on them I've been Buffalo Bills I've been repping uh, Josh Allen I got him on my fantasy team uh, I talk about him in school like I followed him on Instagram I was just hyped because they were just winning games by a large margin so for them to go out and lose to the Jaguars by by three points is insane and, and they only had six points and I was looking on fantasy and I seen that Josh Allen had like I don't I don't even remember but he had like low points and I lost that week it was it was actually you know frustrating for me and I know that they'll turn it around and do what they got to do but it's just insane that they lost I was like on Twitter saying like what the hell are they doing like you shouldn't be losing like that but um I think that they're still the the best team in their respective division slash conference and I think that they they're the best to come out of the AFC and um I'm still still on a Buffalo Bills wave because my uh favorite NFL team are is you know who they are the the Giants um number eight. The Chiefs moved up two spots for me at my number eight spot. I think that they were able to, you know, definitely pick it up from last time. But I'll say that they, they're making a few minor mistakes that, that they shouldn't be making, especially with Patrick Mahomes and the passes he's been throwing lately. I still think that they'll well, come playoff time, they'll have a different mindset, and I think they'll be able to perform well, but he can't he can't make mistakes like that. And, yeah, I do agree with you that teams are finding out how to play against this Chiefs team, and they're starting to be exposed on things that they were able to hide a little more 
uh, last season and uh, seasons prior to that. So I think teams are definitely figuring that out. It's only going to get worse if they don't find a way to you know, work around it. At the number nine spot, like the Titans surprised me that they'd be able to win that many games with um, Derrick Henry going out recently. And Julio Jones, we, we stated numerous times that he's not one of the top five or maybe even top 10 wide receivers in the league. Uh, Tannehill, like, I still don't believe that he's their quarterback long-term. I feel like he'll be there uh, maybe a few more seasons and maybe he'll be out the door. But the fact that they're able to to win a few games in the past few weeks surprised me. So I had to put them at my nine spot. And for number 10, like with the Rams, uh, I put them at the 10 spot. And I think that their defense is is obviously helping them win games. With the addition of Vaughn Miller and, and, and Odell Beckham Jr., I, I guess it could work, but I feel like it's just going to take take more time with them too. But uh, I'm not really too sold on Odell being there. Like, I don't think it changes the team drastically or anything for me, but I think that it'll help them, but it won't be anything crazy. Like, um, the hype on Twitter was actually, you know, a little insane when he got there. A lot of people saying, oh, they're favorites to, to go far in the playoffs. And I think they'll do decent in the playoffs, but I don't think they win anything with Odell because Odell's just not the same player he was a couple years ago. But that's my top 10 uh, power rankings as of uh, week 13 uh, in the NFL. Awesome. Pretty similar list there. But uh, now let's talk about some other notable teams uh, that are kind of just outside the top 10 or might get in there, you know, any week as we've, you know, a lot of these teams we're talking about right now have been in our top tens before, you know, we'll start with the Bengals who've, you know, we've thought of as more of a fraud team this year as, you know, after they went on that run, you know, they lose to the Jets and they get blown out by the Browns and then they got blown out by the Raiders. Uh, although they did blow out the Steelers yesterday, but that's the Steelers, you know, it's, you know, showing that this team when they get to the playoffs, like I could see if the Pats, you know, play them or even the Ravens blowing them out. Uh, but we'll see what happens. You know, Joe Burrow really impressed what he's done this year coming off that injury. Uh, Joe Mixon had a crazy game yesterday. I have him in my other fantasy league. He had about like 30 points. Uh, pretty much won me the game. But yeah, so moving on from the Bengals, I got the 49ers who are on a three-game winning streak. You know, they beat the Rams, the Jags, and then the Vikings. Uh, but Debo Samuel, 70-plus rushing yards in back-to-back weeks. You know, they have Eli Mitchell as well, who's been pretty much five yards a carry all year. Uh, Shout-out to that offensive line. Definitely, you know, the highest-rated offensive line in the league. And if there's any highlights for offensive line you ever want to watch, just watch, you know, San Francisco 49ers, especially Trent Williams, because they destroy uh, the opposing, you know, defense when they're running the ball uh, or they're doing their screen passes, etc., but yeah, and Jimmy G has been just who he needs to be uh, so far after, you know, kind of a rough start. And we even predicted potentially Trey Lance will take the reins. But it looks like even, yeah, Kyle Hashanahan, he said, you know, Jimmy G will probably be on the team next year. So who knows when Trey Lance will get uh, the reins. But uh, moving on from the 49ers, I got the Chargers here who, you know, were in the top 10 for most of the year, uh, but have lost, as I said earlier, four of their last six games. And, you know, those being to the Vikings, Ravens, Broncos, and Pats, potential, you know, playoff teams here. Uh, And then the two wins they had were against, you know, the Eagles and the Steelers, and they just got by them by like three points. Uh, So I think the biggest takeaway for the Chargers the last few weeks is uh, Justin Herbert's turnover issues as he's had six uh, in his last five games and only 10 on the year. Uh, So only four, you know, in the first, you know, few games of the year and then, you know, six in the last five. So. 
But uh, yeah, they've had de- defensive issues all year. They can't stop the run uh, for whatever reason. You know, they have a lot of talented guys on defense, but they and they even had brought in a defensive coach, supposedly in Brandon Stanley. And yeah, they just can't can't get it done this year for whatever reason on the defensive end. As did not expect the Broncos to beat them. Uh, but then moving on from them, I got the Colts, who've you know blown quite a few leads this year. Can't hold the lead. You know, they had a 20, 24 to fourteen halftime lead over the Bucks. A lot of these games, you know, they could be potentially one of the best teams in the league. But Carson Wentz just has major turnover issues. Uh, for what you know, the last turnover I said, you know, it's not much. It was a hail mary pass. But you know, they should be in the top ten, hundred percent. As I would say, they probably you could argue they've had the hardest schedule all year. But yeah, issue. What are your thoughts on uh, the Bengals, 49ers, Chargers, and Colts? Uh, and is there any other teams that you think could also slip into the top 10 before the end of the year? Just to start off with the Bengals, they're like right outside of my top 10. And I, I originally were, was going to put them in the top 10, but I just feel like they have a little bit more to prove to me for me to put them there. They did blow out the Steelers, but you know, like you just said, it's the Steelers. So that's kind of expected. The Raiders as well. But I feel like it's just going to take a little more time for them to to prove to me that they can be in my top 10 power rankings. Like possibly next week, I could see them in there. But they're just like, they're at the 11th spot for me right outside of my top 10. Uh, with the 49ers, I'm, uh, I think that they can show us some promise in the coming weeks. And I, I really do want to get the chance to see Trey Lance just get his opportunity. And I haven't really uh, gotten that this season and I'm hoping that we'll get it, like, uh, eventually. Maybe not this season, but I just want to see him play more. Like, I've been looking up uh, highlights. I don't really see that much of him, and I want to see him play more for the 49ers because he's a top pick in the draft. I feel like he has so much to prove. It's just a matter of when he'll get a chance to perform, and when he does get the shot, will he be able to be consistent and uh, efficient as well. The Chargers, they lost to, like, the teams that they lost to, like, I could see why they lost. It wasn't like they just had a bunch of easy games and uh, stuff like that. So I think that they'll be able to turn it around. So I don't really blame them for losing these games. And if it was teams like the Jaguars or or, or the Detroit Lions and they lost, then, like, I'd be concerned. But uh, nonetheless, I think those teams that they lost to, it's understandable why they lost. And I think that they'll be able to turn it around eventually and they could win uh, games. But these games weren't, like, the easiest games. And uh, with the Colts, yeah, it's just – the blowing leads, I don't know for them. It's, it's interesting because a few weeks back, we were talking about Carson Wentz. He was looking better, etc. cetera. Uh, now they're blowing leads and Wentz is having turnover issues. So that's just like, it's just like, it's like neither, it's neither here nor there. It's like one one game, one week he'll be good. Next week, other issues. And they could be in a top 10 and their schedule is difficult, but like they still got to be able to perform like with some of the players that they got on that team. It's not like they're the worst team in the NFL, so they should be able to win games. But that's kind of my take on them. And uh, as far as any other teams, um, not really, but like the teams that we named so far, like the notable teams for me, but like who knows next week could be completely different. Our top 10 could be entirely different. And I feel like some more notable teams will show us uh, some different things in the coming weeks. Awesome, but that wraps up our NFL talk uh, post-week 12. Uh, so now we're going to get into some fantasy talk. So we're going to talk basically week 9 through week 12, uh, how our teams are doing as we're in the same league uh, this season. Uh, but I'm going to start with my week 9. Uh, so I had a really close 103 to 98 win. Yeah, the guy I was playing, he had Alex Collins in at running back, and it was a bye uh, for the Seahawks, and then he didn't even have another running back in. He's pretty much given up. I think 
He started the year 3-0, and and he's lost every single game uh, since then. But, yeah, I, you know, made the tough call of starting Bart Scott, you know, after he had that big game. And then I believe, you know, Jordan Howard ended up going off. You know, he only had four points. Uh, Justin Tucker had 10. Cardinals defense had 12, which pretty much saved me as Deontay Johnson had 11. Schultz had 9. Eckler only had 11. And then Hertz had 16. But, yeah, so... You know, not disappointing, although I won, but it was not not a good game to win as, you know, he's pretty much the worst guy in the league. But on to week 10. Uh, so another win for me, won, you know, by 30 points, 99 to 62. Hertz had 18 points. Good game from him. Eckler, 14. Uh, put Singletary in this week. Uh, so he had 11.9. Uh, so good game for him. Evans had 14 points. Deontay Johnson, 13. He's been relatively consistent throughout the year although big ben i do not trust him uh but uh, dalton schultz only uh two points and you know i was pretty frustrated with dalton schultz up until this point up until the thanksgiving game which we will get to uh but hunter renfrew 17 points great ad uh for me there but then tucker only four and cardinals d only three and then i did have antonio gibson on my bench with 21 as i do have him and terry to go tonight but we will get to that game uh, in a sec here, but on to week 11. Uh, so week 11 was probably the craziest week I've ever had in fantasy. And that includes all the playoff matchups, championship games as, you know, heading into, I believe it was Sunday night or Monday night game. Uh, the chargers and Pittsburgh I had wasn't playing Deontay Johnson, but I did have Eckler still to play. So I was playing my brother and he had Jonathan Taylor who had 53 points in week 11, just unstoppable game, had like five TDs. They just ran over uh, Buffalo. But then, you know, I was down by probably 50 points heading in, you know, to, you know, the last few games for myself. And Eckler went off with 40 points. Hertz had 30. You know, Evans, yeah, Evans played in the Monday night game. He had 20 points. So, yeah, it was a pretty intense uh, last week as is tonight, as I still don't know if I will win or lose. But uh, my bench really went off, as I said, Deontay Johnson, 23 points. Brandon Ayuk, who I've loved as a pickup, 21 points now. Uh, Renfrew kind of slowed down that week with seven points. And and then the Bears D, who I picked up last week, who didn't really perform against the Lions uh, offense in Thanksgiving. But yeah, that brought me to 8-3 and three heading into this Week 12 matchup that is still yet to be decided. But before we talk about that, the little, you know, Clash of the Titans matchup issue, break down your uh, week nine uh, to 11 for everyone. Yeah, for me, week nine, uh, I lost by nine points. Um, My opponent had Carson Wentz as their uh, starting quarterback for this uh, matchup. And Carson Wentz actually had 24 points, which is like funny, considering like we're talking, we were just talking about him and how he's having turnover issues. Cordero Patterson had 19 points for me. Najee Harris had 16. I think this is uh, Robert Woods had uh, 17 for me. And this uh, last game that he actually played, I believe, for my fantasy team. Callaway had 11. Uh, Kyle Pitts actually had nine. He's been in a slump lately. Like, I've been expecting him to get a bunch of points like he has, like, like a few weeks ago. And it's just, like, hasn't been going according to plan. So he's, like, been in a slump. Hopefully he can get out of it and help my team win some games. But uh, that happened. Uh, Javante Williams, 11 points for me. Uh, my kicker had nine points, which was, like, it helped. 
And uh, the Raiders defense had six for me. So I lost. Um, I had 110 points and my opponent had 119. And I would have won this game if Josh Allen didn't shit the bed. And he only had nine points. So he basically made me lose that game. And on to week 10, another devastating loss, 81 to 107. Josh Allen bounced back, had 20 points for me. Cordero Patterson, only four points. Like, he just had an off game. Najee Harris performed solid like he normally does. Van Jefferson, I actually put him in my lineup for this week. Yeah, I just I put him in the lineup because Robert Woods, I believe, went out. He only had eight points for me. Callaway had 11. Kyle Pitts only had 10. Javante Williams had six. My kicker, I had a kicker in there who who actually had a bye week, and I forgot to take him out. But, like, you know, that happens. And then I actually got negative two points uh, with my Raiders defense. So that was a, a devastating loss. Um, nonetheless, we're going to keep moving on. Week 11, uh, Josh Allen only had 16, so that was a bit of a drop-off. I was going against my opponent who who beat me by a large margin. I only had 71 points. They had 105. They had Baker Mayfield in, and Baker Mayfield didn't even perform well. And Josh Allen only managed to get 16 points. Cuba Hubbard had no points for me at all. Like, literally, it says zero right here. Like, if you look at it, it says zero. Had zero points for me. Najee Harris had 16. A.J. Green, 11. Callaway had nine. Again, Kyle Pitts, who's in a slump, only five points for me. Cordero Patterson also had zero points for me as well. My kicker, Jason Myers, actually had seven points, and the Raiders defense had four points. And um, a lot of my wide receivers went out. Uh, Robert Woods went out. Man, Jefferson had a bye week. Noah Fan had a bye week. Tyler Henneke actually had uh, 23 points, but Maybe I could have put him in if only I knew, but uh, that pretty much happened. And yeah, it's pretty much like week 9 to 11. That's pretty much how it's been, and I know we're currently doing uh, week 12, so I'm going to let you take it from here. Yeah, so week 12, uh, still to be wrapped up. I have 120 minutes to play two players. Issue has one player to play. Uh, issue is up 108 to 83, but I do have Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin going against the uh, Seahawks, who are one of the worst defenses in the league. So there is potential I could come back, but Issue does have Jason Myers still to go. Uh, so that could be, you know, the factor uh, that determines this, whether or not, you know, the Seahawks get a lot of field goals or even extra points for that matter. But yeah, so we're going to find out after we record this episode, obviously. And, you know, we'll talk about it next week. But yeah, Van, yeah, I saw Van Jefferson on your bench. He had that 50 yard, or I think it was like 74 yard TD. It might have been 80 yard. Yeah, 18 points. That's kind of tough. As yeah, Callaway had four points for you because if you put Van Jefferson in, definitely would have won. But you know, it's hard to argue to put him in after he has been inconsistent. And I mean, the good news about Chuba Hubbard is yeah, McCaffrey's out for the year pretty much, so uh, he should get some points and. You know, there was a little bit of worry. You know, you are four and seven, and I believe my brother, who's out of the playoff position, is three and eight, but he has lost this week. So uh, even if you do lose, you're still in the clear for the playoffs. But I am number one. So issue is taking it to the number one seed in me, as it is kind of a David Goliath matchup, if you would say, but the Savant brothers uh, facing off. Uh, but now. We're going to move on to some pickups that you guys potentially could uh, use for the rest of the year as, you know, week to week, these do change quite a bit just based off how, you know, the free agents are performing. But number one for QB has to be Mac Jones. 
as most of the year he's been kind of outside the top 20 in QBs. But, you know, last week in that big, you know, two TD performance, I do like his matchups for the rest of the year. I do think the Patriots could win out for the rest of the year. We'll see what happens in the Buffalo game. Other than that, if Ryan Tannehill still available, it could be a potential matchup. Although, without the weapons he has, it could be tough for him to get, you know, more than 20 fantasy points. Uh, Tua, who, you know, the Dolphins have won two games in a row. You know, that big win over the Ravens. And, you know, he wasn't even supposed to start in that game. And he came in because Brissett was injured. And, you know, end up leading them to a comeback win over the Ravens. I have Cam Newton on here, but after that last performance yesterday, I probably wouldn't pick him up. Although he will still remain the starter. It's just kind of sus to start him. You know, I think he had six points uh, yesterday. But Jimmy G, he's if he's still available, he could be a good option. Derek Carr, probably not available in your leagues. Daniel Jones, you know, he's got that run, running ability. Justin Fields, potentially. Even Joe Burrow, if he's still available. And... I did put Trevor Simeon on this list, but uh, as of today, uh, Taysom Hill has taken the first team reps. And Taysom Hill I did have at the top of my list a few weeks ago, but then they just gave the ball to Trevor Simeon, which I thought was a horrible decision from the get-go, even though you know they beat the Bucs in that game, uh, although a close game. But you know, it's interesting because Mac Jones, you know, in the last in the next, you know probably remaining seven, six, six games, I should say. Uh, he is the 20th ranked, but he's going against Atlanta, who's 30th. Uh, Tennessee, who's 28th against the pass. Indianapolis, 26. Uh, Jacksonville, 16. And then Miami, who's 25th. So those are some great matchups for him. Uh, but on to running backs. So obviously, A.J. Dillon, who is probably not available in your leagues, but if he still is, definitely get a hold of him. Uh, Ty Johnson of the New York Jets, you know, Boston Scott, who I've talked about before on the Eagles, uh, Wayne Gallman on the Atlanta Falcons, although Corderell Patterson is back and healthy playing, so I wouldn't put him in necessarily. Uh, Dante Foreman uh, of the Tennessee Titans, who is going off. He went off uh, almost 100 yards uh, yesterday. And then uh, Mike Davis as well in Atlanta as yeah, you might not want to start him, but it might be a good idea to pick him up. Uh, but moving on to wide receivers, Kendrick Bourne, he had two touchdowns yesterday. You know, he's getting that chemistry with Mac Jones. Uh, the one worry is they have so many, you know, weapons, you know, Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Henry, Jonah Smith. You know, they do kind of, you know, there isn't one target, although Kendrick Bourne does probably have the, his most touchdowns this year for the Patriots. I'm not going to say every week he's the number one option. You know, it, it's very depending on matchups from time to time. Uh, Hunter Renfrew, who's probably picked up in most leagues. Corey Davis, he's another option. Zach Wilson's back, got, you know, the win yesterday over the Texans. Elijah Moore, their first round uh, pick. He's been, you know, really pulling out, although he didn't have the greatest game, you know, yesterday, although like nine points. Uh, he did have like a 150-yard game a few weeks ago. Uh, Rashad Bateman, who we've talked about, Jacoby Myers on the Patriots. Uh, Robbie Anderson, potentially. Uh, I know you dropped him before issue, but he did have a touchdown from Cam Newton a few weeks ago, so he could be an option for weeks to come. And then uh, Josiah uh, Degura of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, yeah, I put him on the list uh, a few weeks ago. 
But uh, yeah, he had a touchdown last week and a few big catches uh, in yesterday's game against the Rams. On to other tight ends. So you have Dan Arnold, Ty Conklin, David Njoku, Cole Komet, Evan Ingram. We've talked about Evan Ingram and you know the Giants' uh, record uh, for the rest of the year against you know tight ends is is pretty good. Pat Freermouth of the Steelers, Moali Cox of the Colts. Although I, yeah, Wentz doesn't really throw to Moali Cox that option. Like he usually will get like three to four targets and then maybe one touchdown a game, which is still valuable as tight ends have probably been the least valuable asset uh, this year. And then on to kickers. So we got Greg Joseph, Harrison Butker, uh, Robbie Gold, who's back and healthy with the 49ers, Graham Gano, Jake Elliott, and uh, Zane Gonzalez of the Cardinals. And then lastly, with defensive teams, I got the Tennessee Titans, Dolphins, uh, 49ers, Panthers, Browns. Uh, you could put the Ravens in there now as well. And then even the Giants, uh, Eagles, and Bears. Uh, I did start the Bears last week, and they only had four points, uh, so not really helping me much there. Uh, but that ends our fantasy talk uh, for this episode, and now we're going to move on to our pick'em. Uh, so the last time we did pick'em was obviously in week nine, so I'm going to go over our picks uh, from back then. So for week nine, I had the Ravens uh, beating the Vikings, which they won. I had the Bills beating the Jags, which they did not. <laughs> Cardinals beating the 49ers, which they did. Uh, the Rams beating the Titans, which they did not. And then the Steelers beating the Bears which they did. And then Issue had the Bills being the Jags, which they didn't. The Bengals being the Browns, which they didn't. <laughs> the Cardinals being the 49ers. And the Chargers being the Eagles, which they did. Uh, but then he had the Rams beating the Titans, which they didn't. Uh, so I am 25-10 and 10 heading into week three. And then Issue is 22-13. and 13. Uh, But I'm going to give you guys my week 13 pick. So I have the Cardinals to beat the Bears this week. The Eagles to bounce back and beat the Jets, uh, Colts to beat the Texans, Giants to beat the Dolphins, and the Rams to bounce back and beat the Jags. Uh, but what do you got issue for week 13? Uh, similar to you, I had the Cardinals beating the Bears. I also had the Rams beating the Jaguars. I had the Buccaneers beating the Falcons. I had the Chargers beating the Bengals, but it could go either way. And I have the Saint, I mean the Cowboys beating the Saints, which could also go either way. So those are my top five weeks for the upcoming week and I hope hopefully I could get some more W's and catch up uh catch up to you uh on the pick'em. Yeah man still a lot of weeks to go and we'll be sure to do pretty much every week for the rest of the year uh including playoffs uh for you guys and then yeah maybe we'll add in some basketball soon sooner than later hopefully uh but that wraps up our uh football savant season uh, week 13. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening once again. Sorry it took so long to get another football episode out for you guys, but uh, we do appreciate. We've gotten a lot of praise for our Disney Plus episode, uh, so that definitely means we will be doing more TV show episodes, movie episodes, kind of broaden our pop culture talk on the Samant Podcast. And yeah, the last, first two episodes of The Hawkeye I've watched are really good. So once that show is done me and issue will definitely review it on here for you guys highly recommend uh the hawkeye show uh if you haven't checked it out already uh but issue any last words for you yeah i want to announce that december 1st me and uh random newspaper we're dropping a collab on december 1st featuring jay spizzy called chrome 
It's like one of the greatest space hip-hop songs that I've ever heard. It's just so cool. The sounds on it are amazing. So get ready for that. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, fun to hop on this week's episode. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to get more into the pop culture talk because I'm halfway done with finishing the show The Sopranos. And I'm, like, a couple seasons uh, – I'm sorry, a couple seasons in on the show The Wire. So I'm um, looking forward to doing that episode. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be very exciting once we get started. So much to come. Yeah, super exciting, guys. And once we you know, do the Sopranos episodes and the Wire episodes, we'll have a lot more guests on uh, to break it down as we have a lot of friends who are big fans of those shows. Uh, but before we move on, go pre-order uh, Chrome and Monochrome. You can go pre-order that on iTunes right now. Go pre-order that uh, immediately. Thank you guys so much for listening once again, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Yo, what's up, Rocky? I heard you wanted to get in touch with me. What's going on, bro?